Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Ian, Bonnie, and Mark joining you tonight. A couple of days ago, actually a few days ago now, there was some news that hackers would be targeting certain targets uh, within the governments and the banking systems of the United States and Europe as well. I don't know if you heard about this, Mark, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Anonymous story. is back. Apparently, you remember them from I don't know ten, fifteen years ago. How would you know if they ever left? Well, I mean, they certainly they haven't been um, in the news at the very least in the in the well, last several years. What I'm saying is, they don't have a membership card. And this is true. If they decide to go and you know somebody decides to call themselves anonymous. How do I know it was one of the you know the first group that uh, called themselves anonymous? We don't. I don't know how to root for this group. Um, I just yeah, don't. They're know. not always uh, worth rooting for. I mean, it's just like you said, anybody can call themselves anonymous, and so sometimes they get uh, political with their attacks, and sometimes they strike at interesting targets. And of course, you know, taking down the central banking system would be an interesting thing for them to do. I don't think that's likely what we're going to see come out of this, but there was, uh, you know, one of those anonymous videos that was posted according to CoinGraph News on Twitter. Uh, they cite certain hacker groups that are allegedly uniting for a campaign, and uh, they claim they're going to paralyze the SWIFT system, which of course is the uh, the payment system between international banks that you may have heard of if you were paying attention to the Russian uh, sanctions that were placed on Russia. One of those sanctions was they were banned from using SWIFT to transfer money. And so uh, apparently they're claiming that uh, three groups are involved in this. Killnet, Revil, R-E-V-I-L, R-Evil, and Anonymous Sudan. Uh, Now, whether anything has actually come out of this it's hard to say because there have been some news uh, stories about different targets uh, being hit. So, for instance, a recent story was over the weekend, the U.S. Energy Department, according to Reuters, got two ransom notices as what they're calling the Move It hack is claiming more victims. The uh, ransom request came in from Russian-linked extortion group CLOP or CIOP at both its nuclear waste facility and scientific education facility that were hit by this global hacking campaign. Uh, the DOE contractor, Oak Ridge Associated Universities and Waste Isolation Pilot Plant in New Mexico uh, for defense-related radioactive nuclear waste were hit in the attack. Data was compromised, they said, at the two entities after hackers breached their systems through a security flaw in the file transfer tool Move It Transfer. The software is widely used by organizations around the world to share sensitive data, and apparently they found some sort of an exploit uh, in there to target these various different government agencies. Uh, From U.S. government departments to the U.K.'s telecom regulator and energy giant Shell, a range of victims have emerged since Burlington, Massachusetts-based Progress Software found the security flaw in its Move It transfer product last month. So they are coming after these agencies. The ransom request came into the DOE in emails to the facility. Um, I don't know if they're going to tell us what kind of ransom they're looking for. The DOE, which manages the U.S. nuclear weapons and waste sites for the military, notified Congress of the breach. 
CIOP did not respond to requests for comment, but in a post on its website, it said, quote, we don't have any government data and suggested that should the hackers inadvertently have picked up such data in their mass theft, quote, we still do the polite thing and delete all. So they're not, it, I, I don't know if they're saying they're not going to extort them. It sounds like it might just be ransomware. It sounds like they might have locked up their systems and are just simply demanding a payment. This may not be... In Bitcoin? <laughs> well, that's what they're not saying here. They're not saying whether it's Bitcoin or whether it's Monero. I think most of the ransomware attacks have been migrating to Monero, from what I've heard, at least. Um, so, I mean, you know, it would make sense, right? You don't, you don't want to use Bitcoin for your ransomware. I mean, that's kind of like 2013 uh, level kind of attacks, when you yeah. could when you could instead use Monero. Because it can easily be traced. Correct. It's hard not to cheer these guys on. <laughs> you know, if they were actually going to take down the European banking system or the US uh banking system. I mean I didn't would... hear much about the US banking system. In no, this. they didn't uh, actually mention the US system in there. I, I just I don't did think quick... the Russians want the US system after them. I just did a quick look, like European banks, comma news, and I didn't Nothing. see anything. Yeah. Apparently well, like there is something going on with Credit Suisse, but it doesn't look that big. It's just like, I don't know, there are people who look into the, how their, you know, things are going for Credit Suisse found failings, mm-hmm. quote unquote. But that's not the same as being like attacked by a nope. hacker. So. No, nope, definitely not the yep. same. So. And that's Swiss and they're not EU. Oh. Oh, really? The Swiss didn't join? They're part, there's, oh, this is a complicated uh, question, but uh, no, Switzerland is not part of the EU. Hmm. You know, since we're talking about the uh, European Union, I think you had some news about the French president, Emmanuel Macron, who sounds like he's cozying up with BRICS, which is, of course, the uh, the other big group of countries out there, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and uh, South Africa. Well, I do have to say, I, I don't think they used the word European Union in the video we just listened to either. They said European banks. Yeah, they said European yeah, banks. Right. I don't know um, where Switzerland uh, nationally stands on this Ukrainian-Russian war, but I suspect they're neutral. Okay. It, uh, Credit Suisse has its own problems right now as far as uh, solvency goes, and uh, my guess is is that's what's the issue. Yeah, no, uh, I didn't think it was related. Yeah. I thought we heard um, I don't know, some number of months ago that Switzerland had taken a side and was backing you know what? You guys are covering this a heck of a lot more than I have been. Yeah, and it was as... it was noteworthy because they broke you know decades and decades of being completely uh, non taking a side or yeah. whatever terminology. Neutral. Yeah, neutral. Thank you. Well, Liechtenstein still hasn't taken a side. Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> um, and I'm surprised when you mentioned uh, the French president's name. I've heard I've been next to you when you've ordered a croissant, and I figured you'd you'd go with the full Macron. Oh, I didn't? Okay. No. Well, anyway. <laughs> um, from bnn.network, French President Man- Emmanuel Macron has reportedly asked the South African President Cyril Ramfosa for an invitation to the upcoming BRICS summit in Pretoria, a move that could signal a shift in France's foreign policy amid the ongoing war in Ukraine. Hmm. According to the French newspaper La Pignon, Macron uh, made the request during a phone call with Ramfosa on June 3, 2023. The paper cited diplomatic sources as saying that Macron wanted to exchange views. 
with the leaders of uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, who are expected to meet in late July or early August for their 15th annual summit. Macron's interest in joining the BRICS summit comes at a time when France is facing increased pressure from its NATO allies, especially the U.S. and U.K., to take a tougher stance against Russia over its invasion of Ukraine. France has been reluctant to impose harsh sanctions on Moscow or to provide lethal mm-hmm. weapons to Kiev, figuring that it would, excuse me, fearing that it would escalate the conflict and damage its economic and strategic interests in Europe and Africa. France has repeatedly sort of made the um, idea know that they would like to see Russia join NATO and Mm -hmm. a variety of things. So France does not seem to be on board with this whole Kiev Russia thing, the, you know, the, the blue and the gold and all that. Yeah, they have been, as the article I think mentions, kind of cozying up to some extent to Putin, it seems like throughout all of this, and they're trying to keep their options open. I mean, you can't really uh, blame them for not wanting to take one side or the other particularly heavily. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people would like to blame them. They would like to say that Russia is the evil actor in this and that uh, Ukraine is an innocent bystander and why in the world would they send in troops? But it kind of reminds me of 9-11. Americans felt like foreign policy started on 9-11-2001 and that, you know, we were attacked (laughs) and they had no idea. Well, I mean, you know, the United States was attacked. There's no doubt. Uh, But what they didn't realize was hey, the United States' foreign policy inside the Middle East had been going on for decades, and those people were sick and tired of it. And a small group of them went out and attacked. And uh, that's essentially kind of how people are approaching, and I don't know whether it's just uh, Americans, that's the most of the places I've been, but are approaching this Ukraine uh, and Russian conflict uh, the same way. I'm not rooting for Russia. I'm simply saying that Ukraine has some territory to its East that it seems like there's a high concentration of people who self-identify as Russian. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, I would support everywhere else in the world, a group of people who wanted to secede from a nation and go to another nation. Right. I support them. Now, should I change my opinion for Russia for people that are Russian? Definitely not. What were you saying, Bonnie? Oh, I just looked it up, and I don't know about any country in Africa, but Senegal apparently declared independence in 1960. So From France? Yeah. So that's another one that we can bring up when people are like, what's going to happen? I don't think there was some kind of huge... Oh, you mean France didn't invade Senegal? Yeah, I'm pretty and... sure that millions okay. didn't die or right. get nuked or something. That's good to know. What else, uh, Mark? Uh, going on, Macron's interest in joining BRICS summit comes uh, at a time when France is facing increased pressure from its NATO allies, especially the U.S. and U.K., to take a tougher stance against Russia over its invasion of Ukraine. France has been reluctant to impose harsh sanctions on Moscow or to provide lethal weapons to Kiev, figuring it could escalate the conflict and damage its economic and strategic interest in Europe yep. and Africa. Sorry, I read that. Well, France Macron has, has uh, as I understand it, they're actually friendly towards nuclear power, so they're a little more... Um I guess, able to take care of themselves as far as energy policy is concerned, unlike some of these other European states. But that said, they probably still don't want to shut off uh, the access to Russian oil in the same way that the rest of Europe appears to be willing to do. And again, you can't blame them at all for uh, for taking a neutral position or what seems like a fairly neutral position. And the upcoming BRICS summit, which I believe is later this summer, if I recall correctly, is going to be interesting because they've got something like, I think, 
as many as 19 nations that are in various different states of applying for BRICS membership. Right. So, uh, you know, I don't know how many of those are going and to be. And none of them are the U.S. Of course right? not. Like this is essentially the organization to compete with the United States' hegemony around the world. And, yeah, this is um, to compete with like the G7 or whatever you want to call it. The, the, big, the biggies, the U.S., Canada, U.K., uh, those, those guys, they got their own organizations. Japan, I think, is, uh, is in there in G7. France might even be in there. I, I presume France is... I presume France is part of the G7 too. Um, France has had a long history of not, you know, marching to the U.S.'s drumbeat, and I I believe firmly that that's the reason that there's all this sort of French hate in the U.S. Now, every once in a while, you you know, there's there's a good meme out there. What's my favorite is uh, French World War II rifle, um, practically new, only dropped once, <laughs> and you know, it's a good joke. But uh, in reality, you know, under De Gaulle, they didn't like it when the United States took the dollar off the gold standard. And there was a long dispute over that. The U.S. owed France money and (laughs) France didn't like that it devalued its currency. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, Macron has been critical of the U.S. led global order, which he believes is unfair and outdated. He has called for a new multilateralism that would give more voice and influence to emerging powers and regions. We're going to start out with Renee in Louisiana. Renee, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Yeah, I was wondering uh, about the like the economy. I mean, you know, uh, in the left and how it perceives the economy. It's uh, I, I know the right. Uh, I feel the right always wants to be greedy, pay less, work people harder for more with less benefits, but. Uh, that kind of eats me up when the left's supposed to be the champion of paychecks and stuff, and they also have big tech that want to do plan obsolescence. I mm-hmm. mean, and, and instead of do a percentage thing, not all jobs can pay equally. Uh, you know, uh, it's like a no-win situation. Every time they, they you're right about the, that. Uh, wages, you every time they raise the wages, you know, everything goes up. Yes, that's uh, that's that's how the economy works. I mean, the the wa- wages, by the way, went up recently simply because they increased the money supply by dramatically printing a ton of money into the economy, and so therefore businesses had to raise wages in order to kind of keep up with the Joneses to some extent. But I think to the point that you first uh, had first made, Renee, the. Uh, the the people who are you know looking on one side or the other for some sort of a savior are going to continue to be disappointed uh, because both the Republicans and the Democrats are just here to take advantage of you. None, neither of these sides are interested in helping the quote unquote little guy. They're here to use you. I think the Republicans say that you know the, the this is the sort of there's a series of lies that the parties tell. One of the lies that is told is is the Democrat Party is out there for the little guy. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, the Democrat Party is run by millionaires. You can see everybody who gets into office. It doesn't take them long before they become millionaires, too. And this is, you know, it, it's it's the same thing over and over again. Keep voting for these two teams and expect the same stuff. 
But, I mean, who else can you vote for? I mean, the libertarians are out there some places, sometimes, but, of course, not enough people are willing to vote for them, it seems, because everybody suffers under this wasted vote syndrome. They feel like they got to vote for the lesser of two evils, even though we've seen time and time again that the lesser of two evils just still gives us evil, and it's not really any that different between one side or the other. Okay, can, uh, can I add some more? Yeah, of course. Theodore Roosevelt is the only president, the second time he's the vice president, the only president in American history that ran independent, like, third party and won. The only. Theodore Roosevelt. Did the Bull Moose Party win? Well, I don't know what kind of party he belonged to, but he was, he was like, the only one that, that won third party. If I if I don't get if I don't have my history incorrect, well, it it could be true. I mean, they may have might have actually given third parties a fair shake back then, uh, whereas nowadays the Republicans and Democrats have written the rules to where third parties are completely excluded from any kind of fairness in this competition. It's hard for them well, to get on the ballot. Thing. It's hard for them to get into debates. And then even as we saw in the most recent election in 2022, uh, even when they are allowed into a debate, as Shane Hazel was down in Georgia, the Libertarian Party's gubernatorial candidate down there, uh, Shane Hazel was – he didn't even cut, get into 1% of the vote even and after he did great and it was getting like viral like people were sharing that all over the place like right. his answers in the debates he and did a i thought really good job i thought that there was going to be more than a percent yep one percent not even one percent i think it was 0.7 if yeah. i recall correctly so i mean I, I wish i could be more optimistic uh but generally i don't think there is much optimism to be had for the future also just of freedom in the united states as a poor person, I never felt that I was being helped by some president. I never even thought that way. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, what could they do to help me or change like my situation? Like, whenever they were giving out uh, money during COVID, I was making at least just as much money doing Uber Eats because that went like crazy because people didn't want to leave their houses, mm-hmm. and I didn't have to be like, oh, I got this money from the government. I owe the government my money. Yes, Renee. Two more things, please. Yes. One, uh, I found out on my own that I don't know what's wrong with American culture. People inspired me. If you get certificates and move to another job, that's the only way you get better than some jobs. And the second thing is, once again, I think I asked somebody that might have been y'all. What happened to all this? Uh, giveaway money for COVID when my taxes came, they took it back. Is it in a slush fund? Is it, I don't know where it went to. Did it help make soluble the nation's debt? It It went to all the big corporations. We were talking earlier in the show tonight about these uh, hackers who are apparently freezing some computer Mm. systems uh, within the U.S. federal government, I think it was the Department of Energy, if I recall correctly, has, it sounds like, in uh, you know they've come down with some ransomware. Uh, they've been infected. And uh, for listeners that don't know what ransomware is, it essentially locks out your files. It infects your computer system. It makes it so you cannot use the computer system at all. Um, Wait, this is related to the same hackers that we listened to their video? No, doesn't appear to be related. Oh, okay. 
this so the hackers from the video we were listening to which we couldn't find any evidence that they've actually had success they had said they were going to be attacking uh, attacking the european banking system the hackers who are actually in the news for doing things are just simply what appears to be a ransomware group and you know these guys don't have any kind of principles right like they're just out to get money they just want to lock up people's computers so they go and get Monero and then pay the ransom and then they unlock the computers. So it's not like they're going to shut down the government bureaucracies permanently. They're going to they're going to get likely going to get paid. I mean because unless they have backups of all of their systems which they should, but you know not everybody has those things as much as you would like to believe. So uh, if you don't have a backup of your computer system, you may want to consider doing that. And, you know, investing in whatever kind of backup uh, hardware or backup software that you need to make sure you can make what they call uh, off-site backups. Or at the very least, a on-site backup that is on a physical drive disconnected from your computer. Because if uh, if you get infected with ransomware and you don't have a backup, you basically have to pay. You have to pay. Because otherwise, the only other option is that you take your backup... You wipe out your system entirely, which will kill the ransomware, but it also kills your entire system. So you have to have uh, those files somewhere that you can get access to. So if you haven't taken the time to do this, this is a learning opportunity for you to keep those critical files somewhere. There are online backup systems that cost very, very little. I think there probably are some free ones, but you probably want to pay for it, especially if you have some very important files and very important, you know, uh, whether it's your graphics or documents, the things that you really need to keep safe. Uh, yeah, they may hit, they do hit average people with this stuff. It's not only the government agencies that end up. They're happy targeted. to take ransom from anybody. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Now they're going to adjust the ransom that they charge based on who they think the victim is. So if it's your, you know, you're just an average person, they're not going to hit you as hard as they're going to hit the federal government department of education, right? Like the department of education may have to pay a hundred thousand dollars. I don't know. I'm just picking a number out of thin air, uh, in Monero and the average person may only have to pay, you know, $500 or a thousand dollars. If someone is in their car smoking weed, driving around, listening to this episode, I apologize for Mark's For alarm. the Mexico, Mexico city police <laughs> there in the, in the background. So Bonnie, you were telling us about this young man. He's based in Massachusetts although he may now be in a prison cell in Massachusetts. They started to talk to him. The FBI started to talk to him while he was 16 years old about what? Do we know any more about the background on this? How did they get his well, attention? Were they in like a video game chat room or something? Like, First, you know? the article explains like the kid's backstory. Here's a quote from his dad. and you know Their family denies the allegation that their son was a terrorist, so... Mm-hmm. Here's a quote from his dad. It says, he was born prematurely. He had brain development issues. I had the school do a neuro evaluation on him, and they said his brain was underdeveloped. He was suffering endlessly from or endless bullying at school mm. with other kids taking food off his plate, tripping him in the hallway, humiliating him, laughing at him. Wow. So this is, this is like a prime. The government's been great to this kid, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is just a prime uh, person for them to grab somebody who doesn't have friends, somebody who, you know, wants acceptance, right. somebody who can't like think the same way we can possibly with their brain development issue. A total victim. Says, contrary to the sensational narrative fed to the news media of terrorist 
of a terrorist finance uh, financing in the U.S., the charging documents show that Ventura gave an undercover FBI agent gift cards for pitifully small amounts of cash, sometimes $25 increments. I mean, this kid doesn't sound like he can hold a job together. So, I mean, where is he getting this money from at all? Is he supposed to be scraping it together from his parents? The FBI scamming the kid out of his lunch money. That's, Let's yeah. be That's serious. That's the only thing about. they can do at this point is take developmentally disabled. And uh, what's what's the term for that? Um, I don't retarded? know what the nice way of saying it. Right, retarded, right? What's a, a nice way of saying that? I don't Slow? even know. All they can do is take slow kids and build cases around them at this point. Yeah, it's pathetic. It took him years, years well, they had to, to get wait. They had to wait till enough gift cards they, from a 16-year-old kid. They had to wait till he was 18 because otherwise it wouldn't be a real crime, right? Uh, so they waited patiently until he turned 18, and then they swooped in to save the country from this terrorist financier. Says, in his initial bid to travel to the Islamic State, the teenager balked, making up an excuse by the FBI's own account to explain why he did not want to go. When another opportunity... Well, he didn't want to go to the, t- uh, the Islamic State. Huh. Right. It's just like, uh, how serious uh, should the average person take this story? Well, I'll... <laughs> well, they should take this story very seriously, but um, you know what the the FBI's case? How seriously should they take that? Not terribly. Story, yeah. yeah. Ultimately, it it sounds yeah, but very can you much trust like a jury to do the right thing in this case. They should have swept this whole thing under the carpet, but somebody's career's hanging on the line, right? Well, mm-hmm. I I've got three years into this. I got to take the, down this uh, retarded 18 year old. <laughs> you know what else mm-hmm. can I do? It says, when another opportunity to travel abroad arose, Ventura balked again, staying home on the evening of his supposed flight instead of traveling to the airport. By the time the investigation was winding down, he appeared ready to turn in his purported ISIS contact, hmm. an FBI agent, to the FBI. Um, But he didn't. Or maybe he did, and it didn't matter. It's going on to explain that like this is... Oh, just one of many cases like this? Yep, there's been hundreds of these cases. I mean, not all involving developmentally disabled teenagers, but hundreds of these cases where they set somebody up to be a fake terrorist. Uh, They get them a fake bomb or they get them some fake guns or whatever, and they have them. It's not just uh, dozens of cases. It's all of the cases. Yes. Right. The FBI has not had a case where they've nabbed a terrorist that they didn't fund, groom, train supply i mean that's all they've got yeah they've they've and made at this, this point from whole they've cloth. gotten to the they've, they've gotten to the bottom of the muslim barrel to the point that they have to go after a developmentally <laughs> disabled kid right. and I'm, I'm sorry to keep on stressing this point ladies and gentlemen but we would never allow this under any other circumstances it's simply because it's the fbi that we let them do this and this is just somebody trying to forward their career by incarcerating a developmentally disabled kid yeah it's sick this is lame Lame at the highest order. And I know these people have been after me in the past. And I know they're going to do it again. Or oh, you just called one of our special agents a retard to hunter, a retard groomer. Well, yeah, that's what you guys are. I mean, you're a bunch of, uh, uh, you know, unprofessional, murdering, child pornography distributing retard nabbers. Mm. I mean, really, at this point, where would the United States be without this organization? And we'd if we find, just shut the whole thing down. Yeah, we'd be totally fine. I mean, there's it's not like 
the state police couldn't work with one another to catch state criminals, right? Like somebody crossing from Florida into Georgia. I mean, you don't need the FBI for that. According to the Department of Justice complaint, an undercover FBI agent impersonating an ISIS member communicated to the 16-year-old in broken English, encouraging his decision and expressly telling him not to inform anyone else about their online conversations, including friends and family. The criminal complaint in the case describes the exchange between Ventura and OCE, or the FBI employee acting as an undercover capacity. Ventura says, I reached out to brother, and I guess it took out the name, for Hijra. I don't know if it is still possible, but if it is, I know it will take some time. And OCE says, ah, inshallah, I help you, but before talk, have rule, my brother. Like, obviously trying to sound like someone who doesn't really speak English. Mm -hmm. You must no talk about what said here or intention to anyone. No tell family. No tell friend. No tell brothers at Majid, which I guess is a mosque, it says. Mm -hmm. A masjid. No one. This for both our safety. Intentions stay between you and Allah. And, uh, right, I wouldn't want to bring your family into this decision making and, you know, possibly get talked out of it. Yeah. Well, it sounds like he talked himself out of it at some point, and the FBI wasn't up for that either. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, did, did they buy him a plane ticket and I he didn't did. show up? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It's, it sounds like that's what they're upset about. Like, we spent like $3,000. <laughs> it says uh, Ventura continued chatting with the undercover agent about what he could do for ISIS, including potentially fighting for them in a foreign country. The two settled on him buying a $25 Google Play gift card and sending <laughs> and that's that it. There's, your, there's your terrorist financing right there. At the FBI's direction, the 16-year-old also recorded an audio file of himself elaborately pledging allegiance to the leader of ISIS and transmitting the audio recording over the chat. Maybe that's another charge or... It's, I, I wonder know. if it's possible if this kid thought he was somehow you know getting uh scamming the other guy like that he was going to you know turn him in or you know he was bad and he was trying to gather evidence who knows what people think mm -hmm. well over That's the next question. two years ventura continued sending small amounts of cash through gift cards to the fpi agent mostly through gaming stores like steam playstation <laughs> network and google play i wonder what isis is doing with uh, yeah. steam cards <laughs> yeah. It says they they added up to a total of nine hundred and sixty five dollars okay. during the time that he was a juvenile. almost broke a thousand. They just the FBI just couldn't get the kid to break a thousand dollars. Well, it was another seven hundred five after he became a legal adult. Seven hundred five. So, so you know, 1, less. 600? Yeah, sixteen hundred. All the while, Ventura's conversations with the FBI undercover operative online continued, including promises to make a passport. And assurances that he would teach himself Arabic very fast in case he traveled to Egypt on behalf of the group. In the end, Ventura appeared to get cold feet. In September 2022, when he was 17 years old, he told the agent he could no longer go for hijra because he had been hurt very bad in a fall and can no longer walk. The injury was an excuse that the FBI, which according to the affidavit in the case, interviewed Ventura six days thereafter, concluded had been made up by the team. <laughs> In January, he made up like the agent was making up everything that he was right. saying, scamming the kid out of. Uh, oh, you! Oh, that's another charge. He yeah. lied to the FBI. Oh my god! That's another criminal charge right there. I don't. Yeah, ask well, Martha I don't Stewart, so. right? I don't think so. Only because the, he was acting undercover, right? 
I don't know. Well, That's a good question. At this it? point, the kid never sent money to terrorists either. Doesn't matter. All that matters is what he believed. And it's the same situation with the uh, charge they hit me with, with regards to quote-unquote money laundering with the undercover agent. The undercover well, doesn't have to be— to sell to. Who I did refuse to sell to. But the right. way that— A jury of your peers are so unqualified to judge the law that they decided that something that you didn't do, you did do. Yeah, but the the nature of that particular charge requires the individual to believe that the undercover agent is indeed a drug dealer and that the money is proceeds from the illegal activity. If you do not believe those things, then in theory you should not be convicted of uh, the charge even if you did go uh, go through with it. Of course, that doesn't matter. And this next part is just... It's proof that this kid is not in the right frame of mind, isn't making decisions that make any sense. It's just ridiculous. It says, in January 2023, just after his 18th birthday, Ventura got back in touch with the FBI agent on the encrypted messaging platform. It doesn't say which one. Apologizing for not being uh, communicative in previous months after his supposed injury. Ventura again said he wanted to travel Hmm. to the Islamic State. The pair discussed the possibility of him dying in an attack by ISIS fighters somewhere in the world or attending a training camp. At the FBI undercover operative's direction, Ventura took a video of himself and sent it over the chat, telling the agent that he had a beard now. The FBI agent praised the performance and said Ventura was strong and looks like a lion. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. 86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Although news reports echoed the Justice Department's portrayal of the arrest as the foiling of a nascent Islamic right? State funding operation in the U.S., there is no indication in the allegations against him that Ventura had ever been in touch with the terrorist group at all. That's correct. Ventura I now, don't think that'll matter, though. Hmm, to the jury? Yeah, it only matters that... Well, I, well again, this won't I get to a jury. I don't have the I don't have the charge in front of me, uh, whatever terrorist financing charge. But usually, when it comes to the federal government pretending to be a thing, whether it be a drug dealer or a terrorist or whatever, as long as the victim, in this case, this young young man, believed it was true, yeah, then that's all. It's it's essentially a thought crime, and they put people behind bars for this all the time. If the charge is knowingly concealing the source of material support or resources to a foreign terrorist organization. That's a bit of a mouthful. It's probably hey, concealing. Ian, what's the likelihood that this is Phil Christiana's uh, little subgroup that's doing this? Well, apparently this dude was in Massachusetts, so I would say uh, fairly high. Hmm. And Phil, uh, to our knowledge, sent in uh, more than one sort of uh, undercover to buy guns mm-hmm. from free staters and set them up for terrorist stuff. They yes. failed that, but he did ultimately get uh, silly little charges. And I mean, there's there's some uh, parallels in this case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Phil Christiana, uh, who is the head agent that's been investigating the Free State Project, is the agent in charge of this this case. It's the same kind of clawing, pathetic work. Yeah, I think so. 
How could you actually believe, like, oh, I'm doing something good for the world by locking up a 16, well, 18-year-old that you groomed since he was 16 who's retarded? The, the same guy thought that it was a good idea that, uh, you know, to have my 7-year-old son in danger. They didn't care. I mean, anything, anything for the, for the slightest, tiniest conviction. What's it going to take for the American people to start thinking, like, wow, Nothing. these people don't, you know, work for us? These Zero. Don't do anything the- for us? You know, I, I the more the more I live, the more I'm in tune with the, uh, you know, the, the folks out there that just call everybody else sheep. Oh, yeah. It's never going to stop. I mean, like what what is the cascade of events that would finally get rid of the FBI? Come on. Mm-hmm. Once these people are entrenched, they're entrenched. You can't get rid of and them. They're not going anywhere. No. The only thing one can do is pick up, pack your bags and leave the United States and let that boat sink. Well, that's one thing you can do. I mean, well, another option would be sink. to secede from the United States, but you know, it's not an easy task. Well, now Ventura faces up to 10 years in prison if convicted of the charges of providing material support to a terrorist group. 10 he- years. They'll offer him a year. Mm-hmm. He'll take it. And this is the end of the story. Mm. Good chance of it. Says cases of ISIS operatives being arrested in the U.S. have become increasingly rare following the group's defeat several years ago (laughs) in Iraq and Syria. Even at the peak of the ISIS's uh, influence, many terrorism cases have been criticized for utilizing entrapment and grooming tactics against people that seem to cross the line into both encouraging and facilitating them to break the law. Well, don't worry, uh, guys. The the Republicans are going to get rid of the FBI. Haven't you heard? Yeah, Vivek Ramaswamzi. Oh, is he saying that now? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he said the FBI. Mm. Yeah, you believe him? No. No, no. Do you believe him, Mark? Um, I think that if you wanted to get rid of the FBI, and that was a um, major concern of yours, and you had a vote, uh, I would vote Republican this go around because uh, it's more likely. That's all. You were I mean, just your explaining. Vote is basically useless. You were just explaining what we all know that. Uh, candidates during the initial phase of being a you know candidate, whatever it's called, they run on super super you know principled or you know extreme views of their side, and then as soon as they become the candidate of their party, they're like they mellow moderate. out. Yeah, they become moderate. I'm pretty sure that's all that Vivek is doing. I don't think that he actually intends to get rid of the FBI at all. Or they or that they'd let him. He'd probably get uh, Kennedy. Yeah, they'll, they'll bring you some other. Uh, they'll bring you up on criminal charges, or like you said, kill the guy. Yeah. Uh, if they were a real threat to the uh, intelligence, quote unquote, community. If I mean, if you just look at the Trump situation, he said he was going to drain the swamp. Now, um, if we pre- pre- presume that he attempted to drain the swamp. You know, let's show me the drained part of the swamp. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all we've got at this point is is sort of the evidence that Trump tried to drain the swamp, and that's why the FBI is after him. The deep state is sending their attack dogs after Trump. I don't know if I believe that. And in fact, I don't believe that. But, um, you know, I mean, I, I do believe that Trump has a larger vendetta against the FBI that he did previously. Mm. Yep, that's true. But once they get into power, then the FBI will be something worth saving. Yeah, it was bad. They when can't it was in- get rid of it. That's what, um, you know, like I'm I'm watching this video that Aria mentioned on YouTube with Je- Jeffrey Tucker. It's an hour and a half long, so mm-hmm. you'll pardon me if I haven't made it all the way through. But in it, she talks about the 
Pendleton Civil Service Reform Act. And in this, it basically sets up government uh, employees to be unfireable Mm -hmm. and um, you know, replaces the old American politics as spoils system, which how is how sort of Latin America runs. Basically, when a new person comes in, they fire all the old people and bring in all their new people, and there's no institutional knowledge, and things function poorly. But with the Pendleton system, there's this sort of fourth, m- more powerful, um, you know, arm of the government, which is the bureaucracy itself. This is, you know, it's been called the deep state. It's been called the, the you know, the dark state. It's been called a whole bunch of things. But uh, there it is. And weren't the Pendletons a family that basically, you know, they're like workers for hire. They did a bunch of shady things for rich people. Um, I think what you're talking about is the uh, the cops, the oh, there's another word. It begins with P and Pinkerton man. Yeah, oh, Pinkerton. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Out West. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad I got that. Well, they weren't even that, that far out west. I mean, they were out west where they didn't have um, sheriffs. Mm-hmm. The, the sheriffs didn't have that much strength, but west at that time was Kentucky. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, they uh, the Pendleton, I don't know what the where the name comes from, but this is uh, essentially came after the assassination of James Garfield in 1881. Mark, uh, you wanted to talk about the Punisher here tonight. Yeah, from ZeroHedge.com by Tyler Durden. That's their uh, nom de guerre that they use for um, you know, their, their particular artis, articles, the ones that they don't reprint. A year ago, progressive news outlets were calling the idea of a culture war a right-wing conspiracy theory that had no basis in reality. Yet the injection of far-left politics and entertainment and media had already started years previous with noticeable propaganda efforts in movies, streaming television, children's show and books, even commercial advertising was replete with progressive ideological imagery by 2016 onward. The goal is relatively obvious, to erase competing ideas and viewpoints while saturating the market with only one political vision, a woke vision. It's called social engineering, and anyone who claims it's not happening in the U.S. is gaslighting. Strangely, the American comic book industry has become a major battleground in the culture war, with Mm. heroic symbols being increasingly erased or hijacked as vehicles for woke talking points. Yeah, I remember a couple years ago, there was news we reported that I think it was like Superboy or Superman or something. uh, They or like the son of Superman or whoever it was, was gay. Robin. Huh? Wasn't it Robin? No, that would be Batman. (laughs) Um, but he might be gay too. I don't know. But in the the it was the actual there were like three Robins. <laughs> but it was it wasn't like fan speculation or something. It was like an actual gay scene in the Superman comics that was causing an uproar an uproar uh, controversy like this. Anything to get people to buy Superman. For God's sakes, what a boring character. <laughs> A vast array of comic book characters are now race swapped, uh, which, by the way, they did to Nick Fury. Uh, Nick Fury was a originally Sergeant Fury and his howling commandos. He was another character left over from World War II. And Nick Fury had sort of gray temples and he was a white guy. Mm-hmm. And then they switched him over to Samuel L. Jackson in the Marvel Ultimates series. And I thought it was really good. And then Samuel L. Jackson saw that they, they made him Nick Fury and now he's Nick Fury in the movies. And so, and I think he's done a great job at it. I've never seen uh, any of these movies, but I mean, how can you go wrong with Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, maybe it's, great. maybe it's not any further you know, then the best actor for the position was a black guy. 
Maybe it's not any more of a conspiracy. I, mean, I don't think there's that no social engineering. I mean, I'm who, not advocating this article, anything that it says in it. I'm mm-hmm. simply saying that um, and I'm simply reading it as, you know, obviously they're taking the right point of view. And it is true. There's race swapping. If we want to talk about that going on. Um, and I'm fine with it. If the best actor, if they tell a good story, that's what comic books are for. Yeah. They're supposed to be boys soap operas. Yeah. All the upset about race swapping is like, to me, the least interesting Thing that they are doing i mean they're definitely doing this woke whatever i mean woke is like just basically the new term for politically incorrect or sorry politically uh correct correct yeah kind of things and uh and there's actually a strong argument that they've co-opted the term woke uh from uh, the black movement from back in like the mm-hmm. 60s and the in the 70s when it meant something completely different but uh but you know today in the conservative circles it's being used to describe political political correctness and there's definitely a lot of that going on i'm sure this article is going to get uh, deeper into it but like to me just changing an actor from a white person to a black person or a man to a woman or whatever it is that they're changing is so to me pointless and unoffensive i just don't care it's just like you said mark if is it a good show is it a good uh, movie are you entertained uh was the actor good at doing his job bonnie you and i went and saw the uh, Little Mermaid, the recent remake, the live action remake of that one. And, and I'm, I'm not like some kind of big Disney fan, but out of the Disney movies, Ariel is one of my favorite ones. And I thought it was even better than the original. And wow. I okay. I really liked uh, Chloe, I mean, uh, Halle Bailey as Ariel. The Black Mermaid. And she was black. Oh, my God. It's just like it's she's based off of a mermaid, not a historical figure. So who cares? Right. <laughs> yeah, I think that, um, you know, for me, I, I don't care either. If we're talking about somebody pulling off what prob- I mean, these are this is a musical. The kind of singing that goes on in a musical is hard. Mm-hmm. And um, you've got to be you've got to have a very special actress to pull that off. Act and, and sing. I mean, yeah, they yeah. can dub somebody. Dance. But, it, but it does help if the actual actress is the singer. Right. And they had great success with uh, Frozen. And I, I'm reminded of Annie. Do you remember when Annie was redheaded and white? And then, ta-da, now she's black, right? I had no um, idea. Annie, what's Annie? The Annie, orphan? Oh. Another, right, Little Orphan Annie was a another musical, two live-action mus- musicals, one that was redone. And it, it just didn't make any sense to do a redhead um, orphan in 2009 or whenever that movie came out i don't know when it was hmm. i mean it made a lot more sense to do, to do a black girl and they found one that was really great and it was a pretty good movie by the way ladies and gentlemen uh, the number one thing you can do to preserve memory and word retention is to read daily for enjoyment and this is the statistically the thing that they've looked over and over again if you want to preserve your mind you can learn a language and you can read do you get it on like a tablet or do you look it on a computer you should also what's, take paracetam what's the way that you read these things um i i didn't i didn't love the paracetam um i mean i took it for a while but maybe you're one of yeah. the 10% that it doesn't do anything to yeah maybe let's focus on I, the comics I, I, here I, I, what? A tablet. Okay, tablet. Um, Got it. So I have a phone that folds out from a regular size phone to mm-hmm. a small tablet, and I like to read it on that. Yeah, cool. All right. Why would leftists target something as frivolous as comic book heroes? Because pop culture, pop culture is first and foremost a playground where the children grow up. However, one figure. Um, I'm j- jumping ahead here. In particular, has seen as as so egregious and so triggering that the leftists want him memory hold altogether. 
The Punisher. <laughs> the Punisher is a character, Frank Castle, who was originally created by writer uh, Gary Conway in 1974 with uh, artists Ross Andrew and John Romita. Romita, I'm familiar with, was a product of a chaotic era, a reaction to the rise of war, stagflation, instability, exploding crime rates in the U.S., and white go-go boots. The Punisher's story is a tragedy of a returning military veteran whose family is killed during what seems to be a gangland hit. With federal agencies doing little to arrest the perpetrators, Castle takes matters into his own hands and begins systematically assassinating the criminals. The concept of uh, citizen crime stopping and vigilantism has become popular in uh, the cultural zeitgeist in the 70s, with many people living in the metropolitan areas dealing with increasing criminal violence and unreliable government protection. City governments in places like New York were actively restricting gun rights for law-abiding citizens, which only made things easier for criminals. And you can, I mean, Ian, you better than I can name how many uh, different Hollywood movies were about somebody shooting bad guys. Go ahead, punk. Make my day. <laughs> sure. You know, and, dirty and all these things. Yeah. And this Punisher was essentially the dirty Harry of comic books. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's nothing nefarious about him. And when I did mean, he come out? What year? Was 1974. It? So the, that's literally like around the time Dirty Harry was uh, right. Was very popular. What was the other guy? The um, Charles Bronson. That's the one. Yeah. Death <laughs> Wish. You. Death Wish. Death yeah. Wish, yeah. yeah. God, he was great. He looked he looked like he'd shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> so the the same exact conditions are returning in the US today. No, they're not. And the debate is boiling once again on vigilantes. Just look at the uh, media fury over Kyle Rittenhouse or Daniel Penny. Mm-hmm. The media mainstream left is adamantly opposed to any form of civilian intervention unless it's Antifa or BLM, which also being adamantly opposed to any intervention by police. I, I just want to say one more thing about um, much of the crime wave that went on in uh, the 60s, 70s, and into the 80s. This was in part government caused. So the government allowed the oil companies to use leaded gas to prevent pinging in uh, old engines. And leaded gas is arguably the thing that drove the crime wave for decades. It it drove people nuts. It made them uh, vicious. And the government wouldn't protect people from it. I mean, that's why these movies and Leaded gas made people crazy? Well, like lead paint makes people crazy. Huh. And right now, the only th- the only way you can get leaded gas is uh, through for a personal aircraft. Go ahead, Major. Hey, hey, y'all doing tonight? What's on your mind, Major? I'm, I'm sorry you're not at the party up there. You know, that's all right. Being able to partake, participate. Just being up there, there one day, uh, it was like so tiring. Yeah, it's exhausting. When I don't you're know up how there. people do two weeks, two a week and a half. Drugs. Anyway, so um, <laughs> as far as Mark was talking about the guzzoline and lead, I do know something about guzzoline because I remember when premium was purple, regular was red, and regular gasoline was just clear. And they had I, colorants I in have, the actual gas. They yeah, there do. was different colors. My my nineteen seventy Charger. Oh, dude, that thing ran like a rape tape. And it had 150,000 miles on it when I got it. It was still run 13 two-quarter miles. That thing was amazing. And this is a factory edition car, right? No big fat tires, no, you know, racing rails, extra traction. Was that because it it ran on leaded gas? They ran on leaded gas, yeah. 
Yeah, they replaced the lead with nickel back in the day. 1975, I think, is when they started on lead gas. And then mm. they put those little fuel restrictors in the gas, in, in the neck of the tank there, where you that could only you get put a leaded gas in the uh, unleaded uh, engines. Yeah, yeah. Got yep. it. What else, man? That, that was the start of the catalytic converters and all this and whatnot. But anyway, so, um, oh, I've been. I guess it was my own stupidity, but I went to the county jail. Well, they just sent my son to prison. Mm-hmm. He, he's injecting right now, doing a. They got to send you someplace, so they send them there to do the thirty-day uh, quarantine and get all your shots and yada yada yada. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, all of his financial responsibilities, property taxes, yada yada yada, have fallen on me because. I'm the last man standing. Hmm. So I go to pick up his property at the county jail. He finally, after about, I don't know, 20 days in Jackson, managed to scrounge up a 60-cent envelope. So he sent me a letter. He says, Pops, go pick up my property. And I would completely forgotten about it. So I rolled down there, and uh, he destroyed his property. Hmm. What was it? Well, when I out west, they did the same damn thing to me. What was the property I, I, that you were rest, expecting to pick up that was destroyed? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know what he went to jail with. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I cannot answer that question. The question I can answer is what happened to me when I was out west. During the Obama years, you couldn't buy a job here in Michigan. Okay, so I went out west and I was supposed to register. Well, I couldn't get an address. So I ended up getting hemmed up by the feds because I didn't comply. Okay. I had all my property destroyed. They cut me loose in the middle of the winter in my slippers with no identification, no nothing. And anyway, so this is all flashing back in my head when I go pick up my kid's property. Mm -hmm. So I get back in my truck and I back up. I bark my tires a little bit backing up. I get my truck straight. There's no damn cars in the parking lot. There's no people around. And I'm just flaming pissed. So I put the pedal down, and I lay about a 10, 20-foot black stripe <laughs> right in the sheriff's parking lot. And I slow down, and I'm coming around the curve, going out to the intersection. You know, I ain't, I don't want to kill nobody. Mm-hmm. And I might have done what they used to call a California roll, you mm. know, stopping and a mile and a half an hour to make sure traffic's clear. Yeah, just roll on through. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, now I'm facing uh, at least three counts of BS. Oh, wait, wow. So just the California rule or also including leaving a mark on the uh, driveway? Oh, black, the, the black stripe is Carol's driving, which Whoa. is going to kick insurance rates up. And the California rule... I don't know if that's contestable or not because I'm not sure if they actually got cameras on the mouth of the driveway. But, hell, I ain't got no liar for me. And if I did have a liar for me, he'd be hired by the government and I wouldn't have a flaming chance with that bastard either. So, wait, just to clarify, you're in the sheriff's parking lot. You peel out, essentially. But you said no one was around. So did they just happen to? Re- they saw the black strips. Then they reviewed the footage, presumably, and then they saw it was you. 
Oh, yeah, this is a brand-new county facility. They got cameras everywhere. Mm -hmm. So what, they came to your house then to arrest you? No, no, no. They just sent me a polite letter in the mail saying, uh, the big green weenie is proceeding up your ass. <laughs> the big green what? Weenie. Oh, weenie, okay. <laughs> Couldn't quite make out what you said. So you can say that on the radio? <laughs> no, you really shouldn't say that. Sarah, go ahead. Boy, that was a major pain. And that's his na name on the radio show, huh? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, she hates drivers. Yeah. But, but was he drunk? Uh, uh, he's slurring his speech. I, I, I thought oh, he right was now. Like, drunk I don't know. In. I mean, he's probably yeah. pretty upset. His son just got locked up in prison. Oh, I, 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 that'll, that'll give a good reason why to get drunk to forget about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I think so. Well, yeah. you're going to have the same problem in the morning, then you'll um, <laughs> have the same problem and a headache. Yeah, that's so, true. Sarah, yeah, what yeah, are you I calling about No tonight? safe amount of alcohol. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I just wanted to bring up that I've been having a Mormon study, Mormon telestudy with the Mormon sisters. And they gave me a chapter to read out of the Book of Alma. And I really want to know, learn, because um, I, I really want to know if all of the bad things that they've been saying about the Mormon church is really true or not. You know, all the horrible things that they attack the Mormon. I've been You mean like it was made by a scam artist, those things? Well, I mean, I've heard that it's an occult from other Christian churches. I, I've been told that it was all just a lie, the um, Joseph Smith and how they found the tablets, and they found that every, every, they, there's just so many attacks against the church. And what, what I've been finding out, I'm, I'm just, what I know is that they're very, very serious about what they do. You know, it's oh, yeah. not, oh, oh, yeah, it, it's out is that i mean it to them it's a real sacrifice to go do missions i mean they just you know well, they do like, yeah uh, that makes it sacrifice you know that makes it not a cult and you're definitely <laughs> going to find out well, in their holy book whether or not it's a cult <laughs> the difference between a cult yeah, and religion I, I is how long it's been, been around sarah yeah, I think you can qualify the Mormons as an actual religion uh, at this point. Now, whether or they not were definitely was... a cult at one point, but sure. now they're a religion. The people who believed Paul and his uh, blathering nonsense of the Bible were a cult at one point, and then they turned into a religion. And anybody that they're calling a cult today, if they last long enough, they'll be a religion at some point. Well, I Shout out free church. Believe, believe it or not, the, you know the people that came on the boat and then settled on the South America. They were actually one of the tribes of Israel, for, uh, for one of the one of the twelve tribes of the Israel. Which which tribe was that? According to they the Book of Mormon, not according <laughs> to like any archaeologist. Well, according to the, it was one of the tribes, and then the and then the um the currents carried the boats. And I've been reading the books about. Is this I'm what they have in the it. Book of Mormon? Is this where you're learning this from? Yeah, that Raymond used to be a Mormon. Yeah, I knew was, it had something uh, to do with Raymond because he, he and I he both Utah. lived in the same place in Utah. Right, okay. That makes sense. So he's The title refers to Alma the Younger, a prophet and chief judge of the Nephites. Alma is the longest book of the Book of Mormon and consists of 63 chapters, taking up almost a third of the volume. Oh, okay. Yeah, thanks for that. I was actually just pulling that up, too. Yeah, it's just fascinating. I, I'm more learning about it because of curiosity, and mm -hmm. it's in very old-style English. 
So I, it's very, very hard for me to understand what they're saying. So you're going to a study group with some Mormons there in Albuquerque? Well, what's happening is they wanted to uh, come over to my house, but I told them I'll just have a telephone meeting. So mm-hmm. I have a Wednesday night telephone meeting. And so they asked me to read a, a give me a book. I Are just they not in a, your area? Are they like in Utah or something? No, they have a temple here. So I went and met them at ch- uh, Church of Sundays. I see. They gave me a book. So they had me read me a chapter. But they, you know, but they keep track of you. Would you read a chapter? And then they want to follow up like a, like a homework, like a real study. Like a salesman would do, right? Like, get yeah. a, well, it's like going to school. Get the prospect to make sure the prospect serious. is going through the process. See if they have any objections. I think they only have the best. Uh, I think they have the only, only the best intentions, though, right? Like they want to save the eternal save your soul, soul or whatever right? they're trying to do, and that's a good thing. And I well, mean, you the, know, the Christian church is all about entertainment. They got the loud music, and they got mm-hmm. the coffee. They serve the donut. They got the. Do they not do? Uh, oh yeah, they don't do coffee, do they? They didn't used to, but they do now. Uh, okay. Mormons, they don't drink coffee. No, they, they didn't don't used coffee. to. They don't no, they anything. still don't drink coffee. Mormons are, like, in Utah, they'll mm. buy up all of the root beer and all of the Sprite, and you won't be able to get any in the grocery store. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.